Welcome to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast, a show designed to help you cut through all the static and find the tips, tricks, and encouragement you need to make your business successful. Your hosts are Mark Wilson and Laurel Wright, two entrepreneurs like you struggling and striving to find the pro tips and hacks to be more productive and make more money. Their goal every week is to give you the resources and encouragement that will help you gain an advantage over your competition. So let's not waste any time and get started. Here are your hosts, Mark and Laurel. Welcome to episode 20 of Breaking Through the Noise. I'm your host, Mark Wilson, and do I have a treat for you today. I hear a lot of pastors and church communicators complain that their church YouTube channel is just not getting much traffic, and today's guest has some great insight and tips to help you improve your engagement with YouTube. Karis Horton recently graduated from Lincoln Christian University with a degree in business administration. A fun fact about her, she was adopted from Ethiopia, Africa at the age of nine. She is a certified life coach for teens, content creator, and a social media manager. She was introduced to the social media world when she started her own YouTube channel three years ago. As a content creator, she realized the power of social media is absolutely endless, which is why she chooses to use her skills to help churches, small businesses, and nonprofit organizations share their message by utilizing the power of social media. So let's dive in to my conversation with my friend, Karis Horton. I am extremely excited today to introduce you guys uh, to my friend, Karis Horton. I, I met Karis a couple of months ago through a, a mutual acquaintance in the story brand certified guide community. And it has been inspiring ever since, <laughs> ever since we, we met. Karis, welcome to the podcast, the Breaking Through the Noise podcast. Thanks for having me. Karis um, intrigues me and challenges me and inspires me because she is a in my opinion, in my humble opinion, Karis, you're a genius on YouTube and video oh, marketing. Thank you. So I wanted to introduce you to our audience to talk about YouTube and video going forward and how churches um, can use YouTube in a way that, that makes sense mm-hmm. for them. So yeah. let's, let me start off by asking you this question. Why is YouTube a good platform for churches? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you listeners may have heard this, but YouTube happens to be the second largest search engine owned by Google, which is the first largest search engine. And everybody goes to other social medias for entertainment. Like you don't go to Instagram so you can get to see an educational video or you don't, you know, you don't go to Facebook other than for entertainment, but When we go to YouTube, we are specifically searching for something. And so us as creators, such as churches, they have the opportunity to create content that people are already searching for. And um, that's such a great way to be able to reach so many people. So YouTube is a great way for churches to reach to reach their target audiences and, and to okay. reach new people 
in that right. audience. Right. So that being said, I know a lot of churches that are on YouTube, but they're mm-hmm. not reaching anybody um, mm-hmm. or anybody new. Let's just say that. Right. Right. So what are churches doing wrong with their YouTube mm-hmm. channels? Mm-hmm. Well, most churches, they have a YouTube channel, but it's just so they can stream their services, which nothing wrong with that. But when you do that, the only people you're attracting are the people that already go to your church, but prefer to watch your videos um, through YouTube or online. Because if you think about it, nobody's going on to YouTube and searching for an hour long sermon from United Methodist in Illinois. Like nobody really is doing that. So if that's the only kind of content a church is providing is their sermon, then they're not going to reach anybody. The algorithm isn't going to look at that and think, wow, this is so interesting. Let me push it out to all these people because nobody's searching for that. Right. So the biggest mistake, what I hear you saying is the biggest mistake churches and probably a lot of YouTube people make, uh, YouTube amateurs make, is their content is not searchable. They don't make it searchable. Right. So, so for example, Karis, you do uh, coaching with Mm -hmm. uh, teenage girls correct, and and young women. So your Mm -hmm. YouTube channel Mm -hmm. content is targeted at that audience and and providing tips and and counseling and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just everything related to being a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. which still I had a teenage daughter and it still scares me to death Looking <laughs> back on those times uh, and I wish I'd had your YouTube channel back then for her <laughs> but um so you're you're teaching and giving content to that audience how do churches then if the if the mm-hmm. sermon or the worship service isn't the mm-hmm. key attraction mm-hmm. on YouTube how do they create content uh to to actually reach people Mm -hmm. okay so there's two different ways to go at this if you are wanting your sermon just you're only willing to post a sermon onto youtube and that's all you're capable of doing right now you can try to optimize that sermon so that it's searchable so what i mean by that is instead of just putting um sermon from sunday january 12th Um, actually talk about what that sermon is about. So if that sermon is talking about struggles with depression, go ahead and title the video something like that, something that will catch people's attention, something like how to deal with depression if you're a Christian, because that's exactly what your preacher is preaching. And so when you do that, there's a chance that your video will show up, um, as opposed to if all you had was sermon from January 12th. Um, You could also make sure you go into your description box and uh, make sure there are keywords like, hey, this video is talking about dealing with depression as a Christian because you want that those keywords to show up over and over and over and over again. So the algorithm doesn't get confused. They know, the algorithm knows this is a video about dealing with depression. And if anybody is searching for it, we want to make sure YouTube knows that this is a video that could be showed. Uh, that makes sense. It does. So, so you can, 
it, it's not just awful that that a church would post their sermon. No. But it's what they have to do is to make it searchable is to give it a title that's relevant to what people yeah. are searching for, right. to uh, give it a description that mm-hmm. uses some of those related keywords around that topic, mm-hmm. as well as I think another tool in YouTube descriptions is tags. Yes. So, so yes. A lot, and we're used to doing tags in, in blog posts and yeah, things like that. So, you know, but a little, it's, they're like hashtags, but in a bit more sentence form in a way. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought and, of it that way, but you're right. Yeah, it is. And I know sometimes, you know, when you first hear this, that can sound so overwhelming, but by the time you um, do a fee of this, it will take you maybe five minutes. And you taking that extra five minutes to do this could mean that you reach five more people that would have never seen your videos before and that don't have any relations with your church so I would that's say that's a great point <laughs> great point um mm-hmm. so and, and I'm glad you said that once you become accustomed to mm-hmm. making your videos searchable uh, it doesn't take a lot of time because that's a pushback I get from pastors. Well, I don't have time to do mm-hmm. all this. And my response is always, you know, take a few minutes as you're writing your sermon and think mm-hmm. about what uh, felt need this, mm-hmm. this can address or, or what felt need you might be addressing mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. in this, um, mm-hmm. uh, in this sermon and just make a note of it, make some notes off yeah. to the side so that yeah. you can give it to your social media people, your video people, whoever is right. managing your YouTube channel. So they have mm-hmm. some ideas. And anybody that listens to that sermon can walk out of there and be like, okay, that's this person talked about the preacher talked about depression today. Like it doesn't have to be anything complicated. It doesn't have to be, we make it harder than it is. It's not, you just make it simple. You pretty much describe what the video is about and another thing I forgot to mention is our thumbnails which is the picture that you see when you are searching for YouTube videos usually the first like the picture that you see when um, churches post is just like the first clip of the video and nobody looks at that and thinks wow I want to click on that that just looks so interesting (laughs) and but with just a few minutes of um just using Canva. It's a great tool. Every church should totally have Canva and I'm sure most do. You can just go up there and search for YouTube thumbnail templates and put together a little thumbnail, again, describing what the video is about. And that's also helping people just understand a little bit more of like, hey, this is what this video is about. And they're more likely to click on it than if it's just like a random picture. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if a church said, okay, Karis, um, we want to update our YouTube presence. So Mm -hmm. you've sold us that we're not doing this well. What are a couple of two or three things we need to do first to remodel our YouTube channel? Remodel as in when, um, like a church is wanting to kind of start a whole channel. Um, 
okay, yeah, let's let's say that. Let's okay. say that let's start a channel. What are the f- okay. first three things we need to to okay to work on? I think the first thing is you need to have a reason as to why you're doing it. Are you doing it because somebody's telling you, oh, YouTube, you gotta get on YouTube? Because I know churches get this all the time. Everybody's telling them, oh, you gotta get on Instagram, you gotta get on TikTok, and it gets so overwhelming. So if you just feel pressured to do it, I would not do it. But if you are a church that a can um, has the ability to create videos, and this doesn't need to be a whole production. I created my YouTube videos and posted everything, usually literally using my iPhone for an entire year. So it doesn't need to be a huge production. But if you do have somebody that could kind of take care of those things, that would be great. And then after that, you kind of have to decide, okay, why do we want a YouTube channel? Is it so that we can get people to come to our church? Or is it because we want to use YouTube as a ministry? Because if you think about it, a lot of the people that watch your videos, as you get more views, they're not going to be from around your church. I have people watching my videos from South Africa, from like like Nigeria, Canada. And so when I do my life coaching, I don't expect these people to drive to my house so I can coach them. I do everything online. So like that is my own ministry. And so if you are ready to start doing that, um, then I, would, I, I think YouTube would be a great place. Also right now, churches don't use YouTube other than for streaming. So if you choose to be a church that does this, you would be like one of the few people. Like there are a lot of Christian influencers um, out there trying to answer a question and stuff, but churches aren't out there doing this and they're missing out on an opportunity to do so much ministry because all they really are doing is just showing up where people already are and answering their questions. So yeah, those are just kind of a few things you want to think about. Why do you want to do it? Do you have the ability to stay consistent? Because you don't want to start, then go, start, then go. You know, and that's a great point. You talk about questions, answering their questions. Because Mm -hmm. going back to the root source of the reason we go to YouTube is because we have a question. We want to, you know, learn how to rebuild our motorcycle engine or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, after you understand your reason for being on YouTube, for using it for your church, what are those questions your audience, your, your target audience? Because all churches, churches can't be everything to everybody. They so what, what are the questions your target audience is asking? For example, if, if your core audience is young parents, what are they mm-hmm. asking? You know, if yes. your core audience is, is people that are pre-retirement, Mm-hmm. What are the questions that are they asking? For example, right. you know, how do I take care of aging parents? You know, how mm-hmm. do I deal with the depression or the mm-hmm. guilt or the anxiety? Mm-hmm. You know, those, exactly. those are all felt mm-hmm. needs that. And if these people are watching the video and they see that it's coming from a church, I guarantee you it's going to make such a huge impact because personally, when I'm watching a video and it's just some Christian guru, that's giving me this advice, I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to fall away from the church. I don't want to be following a person, but a church going in there and being able to disciple you like that is just, it's amazing. So it's so much more beneficial for the church to step up 
and be able to answer those questions. And when you think about YouTube for ch churches, a lot of times are like, well, what, what's, what is in it for me? How is this going to benefit my church? How are we going to grow? And that's great. We definitely have to think of that. But um, YouTube isn't going to, you have to kind of look at the benefits at a different in a different way. It's not like because you made that one video, all of a sudden you have five more people coming to your church. And if that's why you want, if that's why you want to do YouTube, then you're doing it wrong. That's a great point that you made there. I, I like that. So thinking about the church that says, okay, Karis, we've just been updating our, um, or we've just been posting our sermons. Right. So we're ready to, to, to stretch out and start answering those questions. Then now what, what do we do? Mm -hmm. How, how well, do we do that? Yes. Let me, little bit about whenever I first heard about YouTube and I decided I think I want to get on this YouTube thing I did six months worth of research so I can make sure I was doing YouTube the right way because I was not about to produce all these videos just to get zero views and there are a lot of YouTubers out there that are doing a lot of work and they're just not doing it right and so they're not getting views so you need to understand how YouTube works you can either do this on your own which I know a lot of preachers are like no, I'm, I don't have time for that. Or you can hire somebody to come on and kind of consult you, guide you through this process where they can teach you everything they know. And you actually connected me with the church where I'm going to hopefully go in and do, do that. Um, and this just saves so much time for the church so that if they do put this work into it, they're actually going to be able to um, be able to get the results that they want. Sure. So not only do you need to understand why your church needs to be on, why, why it can, should be on YouTube, you need to understand YouTube and, and yes. get some help from that. I, that's a great mm -hmm. point. You know, and, and I shared with a pastor recently just about videos in general for content. I said, come up with five questions that people outside your church or inside your church are asking, you know, your target mm -hmm. audience, those, those young parents, what are five questions they're asking in their life right now? Mm -hmm. And and how can we help them answer it and do a five to 10 minute video on it? Exactly. That, and that's the thing. The church has so much content that they can produce. If you think about it, a typical YouTuber they're like in one little niche. Um, when I first started, I did hair and makeup. And I was like, I don't know what else to do. I've already showed these girls how to do this and this and that. And I, I was just so lost. But with the church, it's like you can go on and on and on about all these questions that the church has. And you also have somebody, you have a communicator, like a preacher is a communicator they're just doing it a little different than standing up in front of the church. Um, so that's which that's usually the hardest part, and the church already has it covered. That's a great point that you make there about the tools are already in place. Yeah. The hard part that most content creators face is having to create constantly create content. Mm -hmm. And churches are in the business of creating content. Exactly. And hopefully it's content that's going to change 
you know, individuals' lives that can change right. the world. So that's, mm -hmm. that's my sermon for today. Uh, yeah. Another beautiful thing about it is you can then take your YouTube videos and repurpose them onto other social media platforms. So I do social media managing for a lot of churches. I, pr I literally take their YouTube sermons and I take, I screen record the parts of the sermons that I just that really stood out to me. And I put it over on Instagram reels or TikTok. And it's just like a 15 second clip of what the preacher is saying. And those videos do so well. And you're saving yourself time. And then you're, you're out there reaching more people on a different platform. So it ends up really being a huge benefit. And that's a great place to segue, Karis, because that'll be our next conversation. The next time you're <laughs> on the podcast, uh, in, in hopefully sooner than later, we're talking about TikTok, uh, because it's mm -hmm. a thing now. Uh, and yep. <laughs> talking about, um, you know, other video platforms, because all mm -hmm. the social media platforms, the, the, new, the new things, the new great things now are all driven by video. Yeah. So this is, yes. this is a subject we're going to spend a lot of time on in 2022. And, and we're going to bring back Karis um, <laughs> as often as she'll come. And, and Karis <laughs> mentioned that I introduced her to a church recently. Uh, one of my clients. So, you know, Karis is, uh, works with churches, works with faith-based organizations. So I would uh, encourage you, if you've got questions or would you, you would like to learn more um, about how to up your YouTube game at your church, her contact information will be in the show notes for this episode or contact me, mark at churchcmo.com, and I will put you in in contact with Karis. Um, and in today's That One Thing tip, uh, Karis is going to spend a, a few more minutes with us and talk about uh, her favorite tool for helping her identify keywords to, to do those descriptions and titles and tags for YouTube, uh, for YouTube videos. Karis, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Yes. Thanks we can't wait to me. have you back. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. I just think like the church and Christian Christians in general have such a huge, important story to share. And we can look, sit back and take these social media platforms and stuff as a burden, or we can get on there and use them to share the good news. And so that's why I choose to work with faith-based organizations. And I will let that be the final word. Thanks, Karis. <laughs> On the That One Thing tip segment this week, Karis is going to share some information about her favorite tool for helping her to craft the, the metadata for her or the search data uh, for her YouTube videos. And it's called TubeBuddy. So here's Karis. Mm -hmm. I want to let her tell you all about this great tool. Okay, so TubeBuddy is has been one of the best things in my the best things I've found in my YouTube journey. Um, it's pretty much a place where you can connect your YouTube channel to it, um, and it helps you. It, it's a search engine, so you can 
say you want to do a video on um, struggles within the church and you want to make sure you want that video to be seen by everybody. But if you are a small YouTube channel, um, you don't want to create a video that's going to be hard to be seen because a lot of other people have already created a, that particular video already. Um, and so it's a place where you can go and, and before you even create your videos, you can see if it's how much, how often it's being searched and if a channel with your size has a good um, chance of ranking in that channel or in that video. So I usually just go in there and um, I do a lot of tips for teens type of videos because I'm a life coach for teens. And I type questions that I think teen girls are um, asking and I can go around and see how many people are searching for that video a month, how many videos are already out on tips for teens. And then I can kind of see like, what are the top three, like who, what's ranking. And you can even see how those people have titled their video. And sometimes you'll see like commonalities, like some, like you'll see the top three video has titled that, that same, that video similarly and obviously YouTube liked that because they're up there on top on the top page and so when I go to title my video I kind of steal like a little I make it my own but I don't want to confuse YouTube so I kind of add what's already um, being shown to me according to what YouTube is already recommending um, it also gives you options for like tags and which is a way to optimize your videos. It gives you different tags that it, it thinks that your video, um, needs. It's just all like a, I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but it's all AI and it's smart enough to know what your video is talking about and what tags you need to include so that your videos can be seen. It's all, it's doing all the work for you so that you don't have to go and do a lot of research. Um, and using this method, I have had a lot of videos do well. I'm even when I only had like less than a thousand uh, subscribers, I had a video hit over a hundred K views all because I created a video that was being searched a lot. And maybe there wasn't enough people creating content on that search um, word, searched word, um, or that particular question that was being asked, like there, there's some of the top ranking videos were like six years old. And so I saw that I'm like, okay, that's being searched a lot, but the top video is six years old. And so I can be more relevant and create a video now so that maybe YouTube could recommend my video. And it did. So TubeBuddy, it sounds like, Karis, is not only a great research tool, but it's also mm -hmm. can be a great time saver so that you don't yes. go spending a ton of time developing a video that's going to fall flat because it right. doesn't have right. enough. There's not enough audience for it or there's mm -hmm. a saturation True. of videos. 
Yes. Fantastic. And in the very beginning, it's it's so great for you because you don't want to go out there and get so discouraged because your videos aren't being seen. TubeBuddy is almost like a guarantee if you do it right. <laughs> so Karis is telling us to use the the software TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. And I'll have some links to that in the show notes. Karis, thanks again for uh, sharing this valuable information on our That One Thing tip segment today. This has been an extremely useful conversation for churches trying to figure out YouTube. Leveraging YouTube can be instrumental if you want to reach the people online that your church can help. If you want help upping your YouTube game, reach out to Karis or myself. All the links and ways to contact us are in the show notes and on the Breaking Through the Noise website. I can't wait to have Karis on again soon to learn more about using video in our social media channels. One more thing, if you're new to the show or haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and you will be automatically updated when new episodes come out. And give us a five-star rating if you liked it so more people can find us and find the help they need. Make sure to share us with your friends and colleagues too. Have a great week and we can't wait to talk to you again on the next episode of Breaking Through the Noise. Thanks for investing a few minutes with us on the podcast today. We hope Breaking Through the Noise will become your go-to resource for growing your business and yourself with our pro tips and life hacks. If you like what you heard, please do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if it was helpful, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And most importantly, let's get connected. Hit us up on social media. Our links are in the show notes. Our theme music is from The Young Fables. Check out their latest album, Pages, on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. We'll see you again next week as we keep breaking through the noise.